himself shit to do all the time. Even if he doesn't pay, get paid, he just does it for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's Dimitri doing now? Did he graduate? Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. He did graduate he did. from he here. Did. He was selling hats. No, they don't even want to sponsor. He was an owner and they tried to took his percentage away uh-huh. and they for owning what like five to ten percent of the company they only want to pay him like a hundred bucks okay <laughs> really yeah and, uh, and like I told Dimitri they have more money in merchandise they, they can pay you in merchandise you know five mm. percent of what they have or something no they were trying to screw him over mm. and right now he's selling jewelry he's selling diamonds oh yeah yeah I saw some picture yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. He goes from selling hats to selling diamonds. Maybe and so he's the son of the ex uh, one important we, person. Yeah, let's not go into too much detail. Yeah. Why are you going to start selling burn yourself? Penis. <laughs> Lord knows I got a lot of it. <laughs> well, that was really like okay. Is here talking about spatial satellites? <laughs> spatial satellites? Yeah, no, I was trying to say something like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about the specials. Come and get your penis here. <laughs> right by the pound. What do you think? What's going to happen in penis. A, a hundred years? Will we be in space? Half price. <laughs> like everyone. Can everyone go to space? Will it be so cheap? I fucking hope so. I hope, I hope it happens before I get too old. I would love to. If I would have the money... Yes, I wouldn't. <laughs> fuck, I wouldn't hesitate to 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 purchase that to purchase that ticket and mm. be in the first second flight. Of, I don't know if they are so really. Would you actually buy it? Would you sell a kidney to purchase the flight? No, <laughs> I don't go that far. Yes, not really. But if I would like 
really win the lottery or get a million right now, yeah, part of what I could expend it on, and I think that would be something that I would enjoy the rest of my life just for going, is the space. Of course, it's going to hurt me a lot if in 40 years from now, the ticket costs exactly the same as a first-class ticket to New York, yeah. but, <laughs> you know. But you'll be one of the pioneers, one of the first ones in space. Shit, if I won the lottery, I'd buy the ticket and bring my own personal satellite, like about the size of a suitcase. I'm pretty sure there's no the, windows not you can open in the <laughs> Let me take some air. You know? <laughs> no, but like... <laughs> yeah, I need to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Do it in your suit. But uh you know, you could you could probably have them like launch it, you know. Just push but it out. It costs too much to just launch it. No, I, I mean I, I, I mean this like they could probably just You don't know very very sort about it. She wants to tie it to the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> So then when they're already, like, in atmosphere, it gets launched, it, like, hooks it up. Uh, for, for example, the Virgin Atlantic, it doesn't go high enough. That there's no way to stay in orbit. No, it just, you you know, you go as high to see, like, the outside, like, the fur, like the ionosphere mm. about that section to it. Yeah, it doesn't go that far. It would be so cool. I would love to see the Earth. Mm. Like as a ball, like I think in a hundred years we'll, we're going to have a space elevator, because even now the Japanese have allocated twenty billion billion dollars for a space elevator. That's why it's the world's biggest. Many, economy. many people, biggest you know, economy. I have I have seen the two opposite sides. Many people don't think I have talked with engineers, yes, about it, and some of them think that's it's not viable. But like you know, it's it's a joke. Like, it can't be built. Why not? Like, well, they have some points, you know, that structurally get the tension that it will cause. It's too, it's too great. Like, the, 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 the string will break really easily or, you know, because the, the tension that it will cause, it will be very, very great. Like, let's say, because the thing is that as uh, they're saying, you know, uh, like, even when you're building something, you have to think that it, even if it's a small spot, the air still fluctuates, yes? And if this is, like, hung here, yeah, and it stays here because of the drag that the air is causing to take it around, if the air also does like this a bit, it's going to, uh, on a, that, dist that long-distance cable, just a small pool, it's a lot of tension that it creates on it. So yeah, it would need to be around. very much, like that's what they're saying, you know, they would, like, w w even to my father, I talk about it, and my father is like, well, you would need, like, something that is, like, a, a very flexible, super strong metal, like an, a t t titanium well, they're, alloy. They're not going to make it out of metal, they're going to make it out of carbon nanotubes. And those are so light and so strong, they're many, many times more stronger than uh, steel, for example. Okay. So that's what they'd use to build it, because that's that's also light enough that you can take it to space. Mm. If you take 
you know, steal the space. It'll it'll be so heavy that there's no way you'll, you'll ever get it to space. Even. But the viability is actually to build that mm-hmm. thing on space and then drop it down. That's yeah, the way but, that I but how, how you that is the only way, or the most possible way of doing it. Either you just take it piece by piece to space, and then drop it down in one go, or then you just take first, you know, a really, really thin cable and, and bring it down to Earth, and then gradually you just put more and more, and because once you get one string from, from space to Earth, then you could start putting climbers on it, that on the string there'd be a machine going up, and it would be bringing a, another cable with it mm. up all the time. So gradually you get it thicker and thicker. Yeah, well that's when it causes a, that. That's when the build up, you know, to you know the tension that creates is very like. It, I, I don't think that it's it, yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. It I tell the two sides. I could think that it's possible. Yes, if they would have the correct material to build it. But carbon nanotubes. Yeah. Let's see, and then. Well, let's le- let's hope that somebody takes the chance to do it. You know that some government gets convinced that it's a viable idea for them, and they, they instead of right now, let's say that China or India that it's spending a lot of money in their space programs. Instead of doing that, they could say, okay, let's build a bloody elevator. Well, if one country did it, they it would be so much cheaper to take stuff to space with the elevator. They basically dominate space after that because the cost would be you know. Exactly. Two or three percent of that. That's the like thing. You do it. You, you have to do it. Suppose it's near to the equator. That's that's what I have seen. I, I think, don't know. I think many have been it's thinking that they anchor it to Australia okay. because there's not that many uh, people living in the outback, for example. So it's very desolate. Okay. And and so it's a safe place to put it. Okay. So they'd anchor it there, and well, there's also been that you'd anchor it uh, to into the ocean that you'd build a platform in the ocean mm. where you could do it and then the other one would be anchored in space you'd have an asteroid or something that it would be anchored that would always keep it taut oh so you would put a rock on top of it yeah well well that's well, that's uh, probably not an asteroid but just you know put the shuttle first there just you know like a spacecraft yeah it needs a counterweight yeah and exactly. how, yeah yeah and so that would be flying over or around the earth yeah and it would keep it taut and, and, and then you could use it and it's it's really really just better just to be build a, a space station at the end of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, quite hard to do as well. Yeah. It it would be better to do, you know, that first you put this this small string, then you start putting more and more. And and what, what do you think you, you could, could do that with a with a, with a highway to gas the moon? Energy like electricity. So you'd have actually. Well, well, first you can just t- take generators there, yeah. and then. You know, like once you can take more and more stuff up on the on the cable, yeah. then gradually you'd start building a space station there because it's so cheap to take parts there. Yeah. So you could build a bigger space station and so. Yeah, if your country does it, then they can pay for it in a year if they you know manage it correctly and yeah. then start selling it cheaply to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> that say that you'll take everything that the United States wants to get to space. Say that. Yeah, you can take it by rocket, or then you can pay us sixty percent of the price, and we'll take it up for you. Exactly, and, and then you get the and yeah. then you get the Afghan mafia saying, "Hey, I have these fifty hundred bodies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I won't disappear." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So you could like actually use it to do things like repair a hole in the ozone. 
Well, probably you couldn't. <laughs> That's a bit no, far fetched, I think. No, but think, you have think these, about it because you, you have just families like, I want to put my grandfather in space. So, but you fill the whole area with gases that would ionize. Yeah, but the. the where the ozone is broken or there's a hole that's basically in the North Pole yeah. and there's no way they they build this space elevator there and it's not like they can move it somewhere else to do something like that, you know? Yeah, it's gonna end up first a space elevator. Yes. Then they're gonna make it a highway all the way to the moon. Why not? If you think about it, it's only 200,000 kilometers to the moon. That might sound a lot, but it's not that much, if you think about it. The amount of cables we have at the moment on Earth, you know, electric cables, we could loop around the sun and back. You know, it's ridiculous, and that's, that's hundreds and hundreds of millions of kilometers to the sun. So, you know. I, so, I remember, now that you say that, that we can loop the cable around the sun, I, I do remember when I was a kid and I was watching a, an episode of uh, Sesame Street uh, where they were saying that they could they that all the nerves and veins of your body stretched together could look the world mm. one time. Yeah. And if you think about it, if we created one space elevator then you could take all the stuff into space so easily so it would be so easy to create a second space elevator and as many as you want. But I do think it's a bit dangerous. And then you would have a cheap cheap shuttle company yes, that you pay the elevator lift yourself and then they fly you around or somewhere, yeah, well, well, budget-wise. When you can take everything to space and assemble it there, then you can make space that, you know, they don't have to go through the atmosphere. They're built in space, yeah. so they can just move in space. And so They're gonna have something like uh, Ryan Space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, who knows? But or easy, know, easy, easy shuttle. When you when you launch a satellite to Mars, for example, you use I think it's ninety nine percent of the fuel is used by the time it gets to orbit. So you think if you had that 99% of fuel left in space, and in space you, you can uh, accelerate really quickly. Yeah. So then it would be so quick. If, if you had all that, that power in space, then you could go so much quicker to Mars or wherever. Because now, now, yeah. now we'd have, have the speed to go there quicker, but we'd use it trying to get out of our, our gravity, of the Earth's gravity. But if we'd be outside the Earth's gravity, then all that could be used to go somewhere else. But don't you think that sounds a bit like, yeah, I know it's scientifically possible, mm. yes, but don't you think that it has a bit of a resemblance of an episode of Box Bunny and Marvin the Martian? Yeah, it does. Like, but it, my it, point is that those people that didn't have any scientific background that draw and thought about those things that, you know, you could see on a on a on a box bunny episode mm, mm. that when he goes to space with Marvin that there's elevator that goes to space yeah. or that that they you know they travel super fast or that yeah, that kind yeah. of thing and there even you found the more speed is, warp speed is supposedly possible and that's just taken out of you know Star Trek 
Did you saw that they're repeating the 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 experiment again? The one the neutrino. The neutrino. Yeah, one? they they already did, and they find found the same thing. the same result. But yes. that was that was done in LHC, so it was the same place where they got the original results. Yeah. But of course now they tried to eliminate they're all the exactly. And, and they many they had a lot of critic against it, that there were errors in doing the 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 whole experiment. So now they fixed all those things that the critics said that could have been wrong or that could have uh, made this happen. Yes, so I counted now, the result. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so now they fixed all those things and they still still get the same result. Yeah. But uh, I still don't somehow believe it. You know, when they replicate this in, in the States, in, is it Fermilab? Yeah, Fermilab is, is the equivalent of uh, LHC in, in the States. It's a little bit smaller, but they can do the same things. Yeah. And they can... Uh, Measure no, no neutrino, neutrinos there as well, and after they get the same results, then I'll, then I'll believe. It. But you know what what happens if, if you know light speed is a constant. We've we've thought it is one of the building blocks for for physics. So if that's wrong, you know, then many other things start to crumble, and everything has to be. No, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. This is not proving that it's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's not proving that the speed of light is actually the, the measurement that we have is wrong. It, well, they it said proves, that that's the it, limit. It proves, that the, it proves that light has particles that, of course, we cannot see that still get on that range that are faster, meaning that the visible spectrum that we can actually conceive right now goes that fast. But there's but, so many different kinds of light that we don't even see, exactly. but we can, we can measure those. Yeah. Even did you remember that ep an episode? It's actually very similar. Remember that episode of Star of Stargate where uh, where they meet this alien race that they have this small device and they try to contact their Earth and then they put it like on the field and then they press the button yeah. and then a light bulb comes yeah. out and then the scientist says, "Oh, but that's gonna take like twenty five years to arrive." Yes, and then and then he says, "No, you don't understand that." But well, I think that it's on a similar principle. Mm. If you think about it, yes, that it could mean that yes, there is particles that travel faster than the speed of light. Yes, no, but and I, I think in this episode that you're thinking, they're just saying that you can warp space. You can, you know, it doesn't mean that in space you have to go in a straight line. That you can just because. But that's the, that. That's my point. That the thing is that you think about it. Yes. What What is warping space? If you're traveling so fast. Yes, then at some point you're actually warping space per se because it well, actually you're, not you're, doing it, you're not doing it in light speed, you have to go faster. But no, no, but it, we thought you couldn't go faster. And, and how warp speed works is that the you're traveling by subspace, you're actually not moving uh, per se yourself. Yeah, the space yes, around, the you, space is, around yeah. you is actually yeah. displacing you. Yes. And even now, when the universe is expanding, it is expanding faster than light. Yes. So actually, space doesn't have the same rules as. But that's that's actually proving you on some level that it, when when Einstein tries to explain the expansion of space is when he adds to the uh, equation that he makes the what what he calls and what many people have refuted or changed the the universal constant. Mm. Yes. Uh, E equal mc square, yes, and then the original formula is still plus c, yes, and c is the universal constant that he adds actually for the expansion of space.
yeah. But and, and the thing is that how I understood the expansion is that how it works is that even space can't move in one direction faster than the speed of light. But what happens is that it, let's say there's light. But now it's proven that it can. Now it, sh now it shows you, yes, that non-charged particles, that's what it's actually proving, that non-charged particles do travel faster than the speed of light. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, sure. in this case, if they prove it, yes, because there's maybe many particles, because non-charged particles are the hardest ones because they bounce, they, everything passes through them. They are the hardest ones for us to mm -hmm. see or find scientifically. So maybe there's thousands or millions of them that we don't know about, and the only ones that we can see are, in this case, uh, some version of neutrinos and mm -hmm. other ones, but that's about it, you know. So it, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen right now, because yeah. it, it, I think that it's a, it's a, it's a really big development on... The, like on, on science mm. physics but how I understand space space you know expanding is that it expands in every direction at the speed of light so you can expand away from us but you can also expand at the same time as, as it's expanding away from us it's also expanding towards us so it's going in both directions and it's yeah it's kind of like bubbling yeah you're fizzing no, I would I would say it's fizzing. But I mean, just one part of space is moving in every direction. Yeah. So so you're getting more distance towards you because it's it's expanding your way, yeah. but it's also expanding the other way. So, so it's not just going forward, but at the same time, if if we start from a line, it's going forwards, but at the same time, the line where you're looking at is going backwards at the same speed. So you're getting basically double speed of light. And even inside this, there might might be that while it's expanding, then in the middle of the expansion it's also expanding, so that's why it can go faster. But I don't know, these are so highly disputed still, and we really, we know so little still, so... Yeah, still. even, even, even you can see it in many books written, written by, phys by physicists, uh, that everything that they, they everything that they state they start with the the, the, the quote or the saying like I think or this is a t you mm -hmm. know like and they make their own conception they have with they have their a, own with yeah. his own knowledge and basis of how it is but they, they have a lot of theories that point to this and that's how you can you can say it's a fact then when other people say that on the same same principle there might be a god because we don't know it but there's no actual scientific facts or other you know other things pointing to this so that's why you can't consider it a fact then when uh, for example the expansion of space there's so many theories backing this up that that's why you you can consider it an absolute fact that it's happening but we still don't know everything about it but we have so much backing it up that that's why we will believe it's true but then when you think of God, there's actually nothing pointing to that. Well, except now that you, of, you know. yeah. Now that you brought God into the picture with this, uh, I I must say more my 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 conception of it, and it's also a question to you too. Uh, well, I I do, I I do not. I do have a quite interesting concept. I do have the concept of an almighty consciousness, let's call it that way. 
but because of that I do think that the 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 idea of intelligent design it is it's not that I'm condoning or saying that yes there's a god yes per se but you can see patterns in nature that have an intelligent uh, structure to it that doesn't uh, that it wouldn't have happened by chance even if it would take a billion years to actually develop uh, it's I do think that there is an intelligent part on the way structures in nature work are you talking about faces and clouds no I'm talking about everything you know there is you, you there like even even I'm talking about a more spatial thing yes and um, and one of the I think I send you this saying that after all his research Isaac Newton wrote that one of the things that proved him that God existed is that he couldn't conceive or co account for the, the horizontal orbits of all the celestial uh, be, uh, planet, uh, you know, uh, celestial planets. But uh, how, how, for example, our solar system form in the way they're interplaying is that when you have a clump of gas, because if, if you look at these solar nebulas, you know, where stars are born, how it actually starts happening is that that it comes together and then it starts spinning and it's easier it, it it can be in a you know irregular bump when it starts spinning when it starts spinning the material starts you know spreading out into a disc like form and that's how it happens yeah but it can actually happen but that's the thing that it can actually happen perpendicular to it in theory mathematically but the thing is that it doesn't well that's his conception you know and after all his research, and up to the day of today, in all the pictures that you get, yes, in every research that they have found, all of the stars that have a, a, a gravitational mass, all of their objects run on a horizontal matter. When there's the but same that, kind of probability... No, no, but it's just a disk. And there, it, it can be also the other way. But, but again, it's going to be a disk. It's just going to be 90 degrees upwards. And if you look at different galaxies away from our galaxy, for example, it's not like they're all facing us in the same direction. They can be in any any different angle as they want. It's not like they're all all in the same plane. And even even when you look at but that's the, you, you there's there's our there's our galaxy here, and everything actually runs horizontally. Yeah. If this galaxy actually is over here, it's not attracted by the pull of this galaxy on some level. Yes, when it's here. So the thing is that. This galaxy, even if it's like this to us, is still horizontal to their point of view completely, like totally. But, but that's, that's exactly the same thing as yeah, how solar systems form. At the first person it goes into the disk. But there is no math. That's the thing that there is, the, the, uh, uh, there is uh, like mathematically and physically, supposedly, there is no law that states that it should happen that way. Like the thing is what that it could be that one is like this, the other one is like that, and then you would get just a clump, yes, because you would everything know, would be the other way like this. Spin, it gets yes. into this. Mm -hmm. But get, that's well, the even that's the galaxy, thing even that's the thing that the spin of them could be like could be like this, and still they could like spin completely, like. No, it, it's all based on how the gas was spinning originally, 
and and in our galaxy there's there's the middle that's just, you know that's where it's begun when that spins then everything around it starts to spin and it's just a gradual movement to into this huge galaxy yeah. where, where everything is in one plane think, it, it's the same formula as, as our solar system in its beginning when there was just a gas clump which could have been a ball for example when it starts spinning it, it's not a ball anymore it gets thin like a disc and that's why they're in the same plane but I think even even in our our solar system I don't think every planet is exactly in the same orbit you know they, they, they do have differences that if if they all align, it's not like they're all going to be in a you know in an arrow. That, yeah, yeah, that's that, true. That you can't see the yeah. other planet from behind the other one. Yeah, that's it true. It doesn't work, work like that. That is true. Yeah, you're right. But but do you believe my question originally was, or any of you two conceive on the same principle or similar that you could see an intelligent. Um, design in nature or in physical structures, yes. Me, I'm not claiming there's a god, yes, but there, there is an intelligence uh, in embedded to it because I don't think that randomness, or, or in other words, evolution... Are you talking yes, about how, have cost how everything. molecules... Line to form every you know the the way the the way the associations on the elements work the periodic table is actually like uh, the, 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 yeah. how it how it works of course it's a human conception of its relation but the thing is that every seventh element yes is exactly the opposite as, as the other of the as the seven previous one and uh, and, and that, that that follows all the way to it. That's how they even have discover elements that they're still well. They, ha they have haven't found them, but they know they're they know they yeah. exist. Yeah. So the thing is that there is something to it that shows you that it's like a puzzle that has already been like like at least at least traced. Yes, but is being itself put together. But at least the parameters of it, yes. But I, or I, think, I think because you can follow it backwards that that from from you know just having uh, hydrogen atoms from that you can trace all the other elements. So it, it's just that there's a basic framework that everything follows, and I think you know that's just that's just how it is. But but you there, uh, if you think about it. Now I lost my thought because Baron was showing at lights. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. They're so awesome. I've been sitting here watching them. <laughs> okay, well, let's just go to the point of God. I don't... I, no. I don't think there's any problem believing in God because it does seem that there could be something. I think, you know, the universe is God. And I think Duncan said it very well, well when he said that when there was first emptiness, maybe maybe the universe has some kind of consciousness, and us being here is just its way of expressing itself or something like, like that. I, I think that's a good way of thinking about well, it. Well, I, I have two, two things on that side, yes. One, uh, my closest representation, and it's close to the, to the word that you're thinking, yeah, that um, is what the... It's what the old witches from the Middle Ages taught, the, the Wicca religion that they call, yeah, where they believe that uh, everything is menon, yes, that is the old 
that houses everything. Yes, is the energy that that it's exactly the same principle. And funny enough, as Buddhism, yeah, when Buddha talks about really the spirit of life, yeah, he talks about that. So the the closest representation, yes, of the Wicca religion, if you ground it over here, is that you have a football stadium, yeah, and one team is good, one team is evil, yeah, but the stadium, everything that houses those two teams that play, is the rules to the game, everything, but every is menon, is like the mm. the all to where everything plays, and. The other one that I want to point out that it's actually it's it's a it's a disproven physical theory. They they actually denied it, but there was a physicist that I don't remember his name, but uh, uh, I, he's a Nobel Prize winner on physics, and he had a theory of uh, that um, that supposedly there's one electron in the whole universe. You know, electrons supposedly, uh, as as Schrodinger principle says, when you measure them, yeah, they can be in many, places, be in many places at the same time. So he said his theory, and actually, is is connected to to what you say and what Duncan was referring to, yeah. His theory was that there's just one electron in the whole universe that is just let's say that reality is like a thin line to it, and the electron is actually just going around like this, yes. And then that electron, that's why every time that it composes everything that we are and we see right now, but there's just a, that frame that consists of the reality where that electron touches to that frame, yes, and makes it happen. Then the other parts we cannot see because we're not, pa we're not patched to that, uh, that level of existence, but the electron is just one bouncing because it moves so fast and... It moves also on time, that it actually bounces around and creates lapses to it. And he actually de really defined the theory. Mm. And and for for some years, some people said, uh, really took it. And it, it's a it, it's it's a similar principle. And it's I think yes, it's a nice base theory to that fact because it's something that maybe they tried to disprove it and they did supposedly. But I think it's a very nice theory, per se. But I think, uh, because I think we're able to see when something disappears, but because at the moment we can still see many electrons at the same time, so that's kind of disproving it. Because supposedly you couldn't have, you know, even going through time, you couldn't have, you know, the same thing existing in the same time, if they're identical, or if it's the same thing. But that's the, that uh, yes, but that's the thing that that the temporal displacement that those electrons could have could be minusculous, you know, and then we could just you know we can actually say that we have we are looking at this reality with gargles that can see oh electrons from this time to this time sequence yes so we see them as they are like 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 happening at the same time, mm. but originally or really on how we if we could because we cannot measure it maybe they're happening like point zero 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 like infinitely of a second and needs a temporal displacement that we cannot see and still they're happening so th that's why we we don't know 
even how the rules of 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 time mm-hmm. on on that kind of thing work. Yeah. Exactly. But that's my point that without that knowledge, the theory of this physicist it's a very charming theory, I think. The idea that there's it's a very elegant, let's call it. But isn't yeah? there that is just it's like a th- imagine imagine that it's like a like a like they're 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 suing they're suing a sweater, yes. And us or we or our universe is actually the the the, the sweater per mm-hmm. se. So it's just a plane like this, and the new uh, the, yeah, the threat is just yeah. going just back and forward. But still, it, aren't even electrons? They're made out of quarks. You know they have something inside them, so they're not the infinitely small ones because inside those there are even more particles well yeah we don't know we you know we know that their electrons are made supposedly out of quarks but still we we haven't even actually seen a <laughs> I think we have seen a, a quark I think we have I think they split them or something you know when the LHC for example when they hit particles together what comes out uh, out of them is you know quarks and many different types of other shit. So, um, who knows? Yeah, uh, really, that's it's. Uh, I it's think this is physics way above us. Way, yeah, exactly. We're talking out of our ass. Uh, out of yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's nice, you know. It's nice that everybody has its own way of looking at. Yeah. The known universe. There's many people that still think that the moon is made of cheese. So you yeah. know. Uh, so <laughs> the Googler comes back. Yeah. So is the, is the is the moon made out of cheese? No comment. <laughs> but I, I think one good way of thinking about God is that I don't think we can find God anywhere else except in math. I think math is somehow so beautiful that you know it can explain everything you can you can, you can but that's what it shows you you know even math that that understanding in the numeric orders yes shows you patterns that explain nature that sometimes it would be like I find it very hard that they came just by chance you know, there's mm. an in, there's a there there's a, a system or, or, or an intelligence to it to deduct from the from addition to multiplication to everything. Yes, how a planet works. Because again, we don't understand. Mm. You know, so the thing is that there is this this uh, certain supposedly uh, there's even documentaries where they interview biologists that uh, some of them say, well, you know what, if you really go into the DNA code and you go deep, and deep, deep, I mean, uh, you might see, like, there's, like, kind of a signature to it, you know? There is some kind of, like, uh, a, a pattern that it's, it's uh, it couldn't be just evolution that made it happen, you know? Because of its arrangement, and there are some documentaries of some that say that yes, and of course they try to say it underground because it's not even a. If they say that publicly, yes, they it's a completely 
outrageous theory in some fields, in the genetic field, in the historians. I, I, I think if they yes, did have... Fog, they cut people out. But if they had enough theories to back this up, then they would for sure you know, bring it up mm. to the public. The problem is that the idea of that is that it, uh, it merges or it proves uh, the addition to, 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 to faith in science. Yes, and, and that's the problem that uh, the people that right now control a lot of the science community, yes, they are not close to being uh, a religious in many, in many levels, like in private industries and everything. So the, it's also, uh, the, the, even the people that control knowledge in universities and for research and that kind of thing, the, uh, there, uh, there's a documentary, the, I don't know if you have seen it, the Intelligent Design documentary. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, they, they, that, that one actually, they interviewed some people that got kicked out just by mentioning in a paper you know, they're researchers, heavy people, you know, uh, PhD teachers from universities and heavy, and uh, they wrote in the paper just, uh, I could attribute this to an intelligent design, uh, it, it, you know, just one word, one sentence, they kicked them out, they completely banned them. And but I, I think if you have theories backing this up, that, that's a problem that as long as there are theories backing your words up, then you can't be kicked out. But if you're just, you know, if it's just your point of view, mm. you know, that then, because you don't have any basis, you're just make, but making... But what is a paper? Your, they're actually claiming, they're saying, you know, I'm pointing this out as there's no explanation to it, yes. But then you're just making no a leap of faith, and that's not scientific. No, but the thing is that, that you mentioned that maybe there's a there's an intelligent signature to it, yes. Or there's actually one that got kicked out of the university just because it mentioned in this in the classes the the the, the option. Like say, you know, I'm teaching a class and I'm showing them currents of uh, of evolution or, or no, sorry, like uh, like I don't know, it was teaching like physical ethics or something. And then he in one of the, the 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 screenshots in the TV, he put, "Hey, well, there's there are some people think that intelligent design is." He was not even claiming the fact; he was just stating that it existed. Yes, and he got kicked out because he mentioned it. And the, that's I'm the not, thing. I'm not sure if I want to believe it. We'll we'll have to after this podcast, we'll have to you know Google this and then we'll put it on our Facebook or somewhere just to to find out, but. I find it hard to believe that anyone would be kicked out if they have basis for any anything that they. No, think. then you haven't seen that documentary because there is like there is like thirty five scientists there around the world that talk in that documentary that mm. that got kicked out from their institutions because they mentioned yes they not even have their own theory some of them about it yes about intelligent design. But I, I think there's always you know some something else going on for this. I don't think anyone will be kicked out for something like that. I don't know. Just, you know, bring me the facts and I'll believe <laughs> hey, you. Bear, do you believe in an almighty pumpkin that... Uh, an almighty pumpkin? Yeah. Yeah. 
it, if I were to define the universe, I would think of it as a creature. Well, that's basically what I was saying, and what Duncan was saying. And it's it's like pumpkin shape. And it's crawl it's like crawling around in, in, in its environment, you know. But this is the universe I'm talking about. It's like a monster and it's like it's floating in some sort of jelly. Alright, so back to reality. <laughs> and it tastes like jello mixed with vodka. Every once and it gets hungry too. <laughs> He gets hungry. Everyone's and that, that's what black holes are for, to feed it. And you eat it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it eats pretzels. It is. <laughs> and Ben and Jerry's. And Ben and Jerry's. But when you're talking about how, how life is started in, for, on Earth, for example, that how it seems that it's, it's so incredible, that how could there be so many chances, you know, it should never happen in a billion years. But if you think about it, there's there's billions and billions of galaxies. Inside a galaxy, there's billions of suns or stars. And there's billions of, of planets inside one galaxy. So you, if you think about it, it's it's not just the time we have had on Earth, but this is going everywhere. And it, it's supposedly super hard for, for life to begin anywhere. So we're just one out of, you know, trillions where life has started and these occurrences have happened. And even uh, the life on Earth were based on carbon. We're, we're carbon-based life forms. But it doesn't have to be like that. It was some in, in another galaxy far away, wherever, even the next sun to us, there could be creatures that are not based on carbon. They have some, some other, you know, core elements that they're built of. Yeah. There, there's nothing that that defines that anything has to be built from carbon. What and about, what about, do you guys think or believe in the possibility that there could be beings or creatures based purely on energy? I find it hard to believe. <laughs> Why not? Of course. Definitely. I think so. Well, think about it. That would be basically if, if, the soul. Do you think? Yeah, but that's that's my point. Do you think there's then then the point arises? The, do you think there's afterlife? No, I think when we die, we die. Do you know this experiment that they had that they have measured bodies that before they there's uh, there's the twenty twenty one grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they're the lose and they don't know why mm. and it really they have. They, there's people that really have investigated and mm. they haven't found why. They don't know where to account for those 21 grams. Well, who knows, maybe just when you die, all the air leaves from your body, like all your pores open. And they, have they have, really, they have accounted that, they have actually like had like pressurized the, the body like in, yeah. a, in, like in a suit. I saw uh, okay. a part that they really put like in a pressurized suit, the body, so no gas, they, they claim exactly yeah. what you're saying, that some gas escapes. Yeah. They put and it together, they weighed it and still the 21 grams mm. got, got, got out. And they did it actually with a person that was like, that offer himself yeah. that was already like uh, almost like a vegetated state, like going to it and then he offered himself. Yeah, that's before. pretty interesting. I'll have to look that up. So that that that's the that's the interesting part that it, when um, 
And for me, the, the afterlife or everything, yeah, that's a complicated subject. I don't even myself know right now if it does exist or, or I, I, I haven't come around to my mm. own principles on it. But that's why at least I want to enjoy what I have here. But the, the, when you were saying that, uh, the, um, there's a guy that met one day uh, the, this physicist, Michel, Michel Kaku, the, mm -hmm. the guy in the University of New York that makes a lot of documentaries. And uh, this guy does claim the idea of that there is, uh, you know, extra, extraterrestrial life, he says. The possibility mm. is a fact. And then this guy cleverly asked him, oh, well, you know what, are you acquainted with the idea that, you know, if you think about that, uh, that there's aliens and shit, uh, would you think that the idea that uh, the stone ape theory that, you know, that, we could, uh, that apes consume psychedelic plants yeah, yeah, and yeah, evolve yeah. to be yeah and then the doctor got like mad. a bit mad and everything and left and then he, he, he didn't like it yeah but I think that that proves also that scientists on some level there are there they also have this they're very uptight maybe, yes you know, on their own set, set on their ways exactly very hard to change them. The way science is portrayed is portrayed on the eyes of the ones that actually impose it. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are imposing it, sometimes they are... Like, we see it with, uh, with, Egypt, uh, with Egyptology. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that's a fucked up science. They, they, they are, there's, there's, there's right now more proof in many ways that, that the pyramids are older. Yes. And mm -hmm. uh, many of the... Just, and, just the you know, the page where they eat from, they're so well carved, they're totally round, uh, and so many things point that they would be older as well, and, and that they couldn't be carved with chisels and everything, you know. And the, the, it was stated, this thing, on the 1940s, 1950s, and the whole line of the development of Egypt and that, that area, it's unquestionable mm -hmm. right now. You cannot quite, and if you question it, then they don't accept you yeah, anymore. Yeah. And the problem is that that those, those kinds of works, academic works, you need to be, you need to, uh, you need to cross the bridge. You need to do things that the other people accept for you to be accepted. Mm. You cannot create your own art till your art has been commercially put there yeah. and you have to follow some lines mm -hmm. to actually pass that bridge and that's what happens in academic fields did you know you know carbon dating right yeah yeah so did you know that after i think it's 1940s after yeah you cannot write anything yeah it, it, it's impossible to to date anything that's been built after that because we're pumping so much carbon into the atmosphere and everywhere that, that it's impossible to date anything after that. It's that's what I wonder. When that, that, that's actually something that I wonder. When they found... When, when I, I saw also that, I don't remember where, but uh, the... QI. In QI, yeah, in QI I saw it. Um, how, right now, if you find a body 
that is 30 years old, for example, or there's a difference between being 20 or 30 years old. Mm. How do you, do you try to say, in those cases, you know, if you just find the bones, how would you know? By decay? I, I, yeah, I think it's decay, how much is decomposed and everything like this. Because the thing is that, well, if you cannot carbon date that, then... But I think it is quite easy to, when it's relatively, you know, less than a hundred years old, it's quite easy to see it, the, the marks of decay and everything else. You know, because not that much has happened yet to it. Because mm. if a thousand years go by, it's so decayed that there's no marks left, you know, it, it's, it's the only way to look at it is carbon dating because there's nothing else left because it's decayed to, decayed to the point that there is nothing else left. But you know, I think that soon, because uh, we are going to find another way of measuring uh, how old things are. I don't know. But well, that would be uh, an interesting... If we would find another way to find how old things mm -hmm. are a bit mm -hmm. more accurate, that would be a beautiful science massively, you know? Like, if you would go there and say, in a quick way to do it, or... It would be so awesome if, if there's something that slows down, like, the movement of atoms or something, because there are, in, in bones and everything, there are still living things, I think. Yeah. You know? So if, if those slowed down over time... But yeah, like a, t you know, if you get, like a ticking clock, you know, yeah, yeah. that you would see like a rhythm, like on a magnet kind of a way, tuck, 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 yeah. tuck, tuck, and then you could see it or measure, yes, how is that tick going. But but maybe, you know, since the magnetic north is moving and we have iron in our bodies, maybe at some time we'll have, or we'll be so precise in our measurements of, of, of this iron that we can see the magnetic shift in it. So if we could see where it's been pointing at that time or something and then we just go back in time and see because we know where the magnetic poles have been before so we just go by that you know where it's pointing and then we know what era they've been living or something like this mm, yeah but actually now that I think about it those iron things would be always changed like they, they wouldn't be set in stone because when when the mag magnetic north for example now when it moves of course, those will still follow it. No, but the, I was meaning more about that you can measure something there, like in the electron side to it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That it would be like a magnetic yeah, yeah, resonance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, really what I was, deep. that's what I meant with the first thing that I said, but I was <coughs> jumping to iron. <laughs> but yeah, that would be awesome. If you could measure that kind of thing and then you would leap science completely. But I think it's a very close point of view that many academics have. And, and slowly you could see it if you talk with an academic or you see when they're in an academic field you see their points of view narrow many times to just a conception of some ideas that follow that path yeah. and that's it yeah they to con to then consider another point of view <laughs> Uh, it's hard, yeah. yeah, or they really need to, they, they could go against to what their belief originally or passion is. That's, that's hard. Do you guys want to know one of my beliefs? You're going to laugh at me, but this is, this is an actual belief that I have, that the internet is backed up on Laserdisc. <laughs> no, on disc, a floppy disc. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's well, backed up on magnetic it's, tape. It's, it's all backed up on laser disc. Well, a lot of it is. No, what you don't know is that there is an underground bunker yeah, somewhere all, all in the deserts of Egypt or Sumeria. It's not affected by EMPs. No, it's, no, what you don't know is that there's a bunker under the deserts of the Sahara where on the 23rd level of the bunker elves. downstairs, <laughs> there is... There is... There is... No, there is smoking monkeys with typing machines <laughs> making punch cards. Yes? <laughs> Putting... There <laughs> you saw this YouTube video. And then they just punch the punch card and then they put it in the fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the internet is backed up by punch cards written by smoking monkeys. But, but there's actually bases in this, well, not in monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, for example, Google, Google saves a lot of shit. You know, they have this time machine thing where you can go back and you can see websites how they were five years ago even. They have so much of everything backed up. Even in Die Hard 4, they had this, uh, you know, all the financial information of the stock in New York from from Wall Street. Everything is backed up, so that if, if something bad happened, there, they could still, you know, every all everyone's money would be safe because they have a backup. And I'm sure they do have this, you know. And and I think most most of the internet internet is also, you know, there there is a backup copy in a way somewhere. Of course, a lot of shit would be deleted, but you know, I bet Wikipedia, for example, I bet there's many, many backups of Wikipedia. Yeah. There's many, many monkeys allocated <laughs> to that section. Mm. They edit a lot, you know. There are too many monkeys. <laughs> we need more manpower. <laughs> more monkey power. More monkey power. <laughs> But just, just quickly going back to God. They get monkeys called Chewbacca. <laughs> just quickly going. We'll have parrot. We'll have parrots send out the memos. But just quickly going back to God. I just want to, you know, state. I don't believe in God. I think it's a. I think it's, an interesting way to think, and I, I hope it would be somehow that that the universe was one being, and we're just the universe expressing itself. That that's why we're here. I don't believe it. It sounds it sounds like a you know fun thing, but I don't believe it. And uh, you know. Well, you had I, you I had a really chance. you had a really interesting idea the other night when we were talking, and you said that the Earth was an egg. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, someday it might hatch. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't actually an idea. It was just you know. But. You know, if if you compare the the Earth to an egg, an egg has its crust. Uh, so yeah, the the Earth has a crust. That an egg has its crust. Inside the egg, there's the fluid, yeah. and the Earth has the magma. Inside the egg, inside or inside the fluid, there's the embryo. Yeah, and, and when it hatches, I'm gonna step out. <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're born from an egg. You are. Your mom didn't give birth to you, he, or she uh, laid you as an egg. Alright, so I'll have swan legs. <laughs> <laughs> and bat wings. <laughs> I expect
Keep it going. Be bear was born from a thunder. <laughs> lightning hit the ground. A, a lightning hit the ground. And then it melt a statue. <laughs> Your car, you were... The statue came alive. Yeah, you were carved in stone. <laughs> you were carved on, on glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, and uh, you want a box of chocolates? Yeah, yeah, because I said something in the in the announcement that I should bring a gift. You are you said that you're bring, bringing a gift? Oh, no, yeah, by the way, the people that don't know, Barry is going to graduation. Yeah, I'm going to the graduation party. So, you want to go? Mm, I'm I'm not actually in a graduation outfit. You'll be my Sherpa. <laughs> I'm I'm her Sherpa. Okay, they have never called me a Sherpa. You'll have a card in line. Uh, I'll guide you. I'll guide you around the mountains of Everest. I'm an Arctic. Yeah, I'm an Arctic explorer from America. What? So you're <laughs> claiming that I'm the I'm, 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 the, I'm the native Indian that uh, barely eats, but uh, can leave you alone to die in the way. <laughs> Well, that's what a Sherpa is. But those guys, those guys are impressive, you know? Yeah. Because those Sherpas, even when they, these, the beginners, the first ones that climbed Everest, yeah. the Sherpas were like in just yeah. wool coat, you know, big backpack, and come on, you know, follow. It's almost t-shirt kind level. You have food? No, I haunt it. I haunt food at this altitude, you know? Yeah. I just whistle and then polar bears appear and then I just slice them with my fingers and punch out their eyes. And that's how he gets water. No, those, those Sherpas are like the MacGyvers of, the, of the, that part of the world. Yes. Yeah, some people are like super clever on that idea. You know, they can survive everywhere. Like the bird grizzly guy. Yeah. yeah. He he's crazy. But I think that the other guy is much better. The less uh, less less strong less strong less uh, the one from man versus no uh, survivor man. He he is a. Canadian ranger. And that guy is mad. I have seen him do very crazy stuff because he's alone in the wild for seven days. Imagine being alone there. Just video camera, you get a knife, no matches, yeah. some fucked up survival equipment sometimes. Depends. And then he recreates it. He's, he goes like, oh, my the motorcycle just stopped and he's in the middle of the of the rocky mountains. Seven days. How do you survive? 
the bear, the bear guy, the man versus wild guy, that one has it easy on some level. Because that guy, if you think about it, he's like with a crew, and then the whole time they're filming, even if they don't yeah, have contact they, with they him. They all have the panic button. What? They all have the panic button. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if something happens to the guy, yes, in that moment they stop it, they take him, and then they have the ambulance. This less guy sometimes is in the middle of nowhere. He has been like in an island. He sometimes gets in a raft. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Which one do you think is better? We were talking about. Eric Willis or Les Strowman? What? Survivor Man or Man vs. Wild? Man vs. Wild. No, Bear Grylls. No, Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls is his name. But have you seen Survivor Man? Less, le no, you haven't seen Survivor Man. You should see it. It's this Canadian Ranger, and the difference with the with the other guy is that um, uh, if you see Bear, is with his crew the whole time. You know, he's not having the camera per se. So something happens to him or whatever, real medical attention. Well, they're there. They take him. Survivor man, this guy, what he does is that they drop him somewhere for seven days. Okay. And then he has to survive. So the guy, normally sometimes he just has a knife. In some occasions he just has a knife, and that's it. Mm. In others, not even a knife. He doesn't have shit. He needs to build a spear out of bone and then hunt for a fox. With a, with a, and then he's filming himself at the same time. He has four cameras and he recreates scenarios like sometimes he gets like in the middle of the desert dropped with his motorcycle. Okay. What do you do? Then another time he recreates being in a raft that you were in a plane crash and then in a raft or then that he's in a desert island with nothing for seven days. Uh, it, so he makes everything, and in every occasion, he's just filming himself mm. with three cameras that he has, and with no survive, no, he has a panic button, mm. but in he has he made like four seasons. He's not making them anymore. You should watch them, and in all the four seasons, he actually just calls for help two times. One because he got. Uh, intoxicated with something that he ate mm. and you see that he's filming till the end and he's like completely saying I, I can't continue you know and then another one he got a call he got a very bad cold okay. and he was he was in the North Pole okay. yeah with nothing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and really that guy I think that has more credit uh, that than, than Bear you should see it because and he teaches you he teaches you some crazy stuff because in every episode he also uh, every time does a different way of making fire okay. because that's the first thing that yeah, you should yeah. do in a survival situation when you're there and then he decides to move or not and he shows you how to you know if you're in the desert to avoid snakes and shit and then how to make your 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 place to sleep yeah, yeah. so. It's a bit more wild on yeah, some yeah. level because it's more true because he really puts it to it. And then yeah. he tells you from the start, what I'm here to do is to teach you what would happen to you and how would you should react on a survival situation. Mm. So I, 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 that one, Survivor Man.
Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Great show. Great show. Even in Man vs. Wild, they were many times, you know, showing how to make fire or something like this. And, uh, I'd still like to try it. You know, we should maybe go to the wild sometime also and try to, you know, take, take our sleeping bags and take our tent and ju just go somewhere in the wild and then try to, you know, make fire with the things we can find. That would we be can so try. We can try to do that. I think. I think we're not that badass, so we'd maybe also take our lighter with us. But we could try to be, you know, as organized as possible. Well, I have my. Yeah, Bear has seen it. My my fire key. Yeah, is it a scent? Yeah, that's the best thing you have. Mm. And I have like a military like, issue. You one. That, that creates a spark. Right? Plans, yes. Yeah. If you ever go, you just grab a knife or even a rock. Yeah, yeah. We just two times. I had one that was mag. It was a magnesium block, and it. Fuck. Magnesium block. Yeah, you could shave pieces of magnesium off of it, and then there's but this the is sparker. There's the sparker. No, it's it's not. And then there's the sparker thing, so you you just spark it too. Mm. No, but we can do that. Yeah, That'll be cool. Next summer. Let's, wrap, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Why wrap? Well, I think many of us are in a hurry somewhere. Maybe we'll just end, uh, end this up as a shorter version this time. And we'll be oh, back. Yeah, you have the graduation. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with a guest. And, uh, yeah. And you'll have two of these shorter episodes now. So I hope that keeps all of you content. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you yeah, we hope got some sense out of our space bubble. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to give your disjointed kick for the week. Yeah. For right. now. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. It is jointed podcast. Thank you.